Next on BYU Sports Nation, be aggressive. Be aggressive. Kalani Satake's new message to BYU football. Well, what does it mean? Blaine Fowler weighs in on that. Plus, BYU Hoops coach Dave Rose is in studio to discuss the first two exhibitions of the season this week and why Friday is so special. And we'll dive in with Between the Lines and Lauren McLean. Don't forget the latest top ten position for BYU women's volleyball as well. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. B to the Y to the U, Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Tuesday, October 24th. What up? Wherever and however you're dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Copper Hills High School Yell leader, Jerem Jordan. Luckily not. Although I was the student body officer for Spirit and Pride, which in LDS culture, are those don't mesh well. Spirit and Pride? Spirit and Pride. <laughs> I have both. What? What was your favorite cheer in high school? Was it the one I, I just did at the top of the show? That was a good one. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember. I should have worn my uh, SPS sweater today. I still have it. I liked the derivatives of uh, we've got spirit. Yes, we do. We've got spirit. How about, How you? about you? Yeah. yeah. But it was always. That was always fun. It never ended, things. though. Yeah. That's kind going. of annoying, right? Yeah. My favorite high school cheer happened when I was playing in the state basketball tournament in 2000. And our, I was in the stands watching Copper Hills win it all. Our fans were all on the court. Whenever somebody from another team would have. A foul called on on them. They would do like an old school college basketball thing. They would go, you, 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 oh, you. <laughs> they all point at the person who committed the foul. I Utah State doesn't do a lot of things right, but one thing they do correctly is when someone gets a foul or a turnover, they go, stupid, stupid. <laughs> it's a little more aggressive. Yes. Be, be aggressive. Yeah, other fan bases do that. Cheater, yeah. cheater. Yeah. You can't do that. Like, yes. that's funny. Yes. Uh, it's very juvenile, so maybe that's why I like maybe it. Maybe that's why we like it, right? Yes. Hashtag juvenile hijinks. Yes. Shout out to that guy that wrote <laughs> us a letter within the first year of the show and said, it's 50%. I just assume it's someone old. 50% sports, 50% juvenile hijinks. And we're like, he's defined the show. That's exactly what we yes, were going we're for. we're going to put it on our crest. You called it, man. Yes. 50-50, juvenile hijinks to sports. Bring on the headlines. <laughs> it's your BYU Sports Nation headline. One and seven, BYU football, a two-touchdown favorite against one and seven, San Jose State. That's a weird sentence. Watch media availability following the Cougars' practice today at 1 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV's Facebook Live. Kalani Sitake spoke with the media yesterday and had this Clear message. Maybe I'm letting the game plan out, but we're going to be aggressive and we're going to we're going to give it everything we get we can and, and get the playmakers to make plays. And as coaches, we need to put them in that position. Aggressive. What does it mean? We'll discuss and hear more from Coach Satake in just a bit. Coach uh, Satake also told the media yesterday both Francis Bernard and Marvin Hifo had asked for and were granted releases from the BYU football team earlier this season to any school. He lived up to his word. 
There was some discussion earlier in the year about, yeah, do you do you release to any school and whatnot? And, yeah, the answer, I guess, is yes with those guys. BYU at Fresno State. Football game time has been announced. Coverage between the Cougars and Bulldogs starts at 1045 Eastern on November 4th in Fresno. Late kickoff for a team that has absolutely surprised. Their only losses are against Alabama and Washington, 5-2 and two Fresno State. They're good. They're they're a group of five uh, power right now. I mean they're they're bringing it. Uh, and the BYU basketball Cougar tip off is tomorrow. The game will air live on the BYU TV app, BYUtv.org, and YouTube.com/slash BYUtv Sports. Spencer and I on the call. Cannot wait for that. Dave Rose will join us later in the program to preview that game and the New Mexico exhibition Friday. Why did Dave Rose choose to add this New Mexico game? It has almost nothing to do with the on the court uh, possibilities for BYU. BYU women's volleyball remains ranked 8th in the latest AVCA coaches poll. The Cougars in a top 20 showdown against 18th ranked San Diego this Friday at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. The Cougars won the first matchup with the ranked Toreros in the Slim Jim earlier this season in four sets. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Be aggressive. Be aggressive. You already heard a brief portion of Kalani Satake's media conference from yesterday in which he voiced his desire to amplify his team's aggression in the game plan, in play calling, in the overall approach. In fact, he got so much attention for that that we want to play for you about a two-minute clip from that conference, and then you let us, or excuse me, you tell us what you think about all of that. Listen to this from Coach Satake yesterday. The goal is to be aggressive as we can and develop an identity um, as a team. And so uh, I've expressed my concern and my thoughts with the coaches and appreciate the players giving all their effort and uh, working hard. And so I um, thought we we're probably a little bit too conservative in a lot of different areas, you know, after I review the film and everything. And that's not my style. So uh, we're going to be aggressive and try to find ways to develop an identity through aggression and to our toughness, and that's what we're focused on this week. And so, any questions? Is that kind of the mentality at this point? I mean, having lost all these games and, you know, with just a few left, is it let's just go for it and be, you know, just take the risks now and just go? Yeah, and I think I, I just have to be really blunt about it, you know, as a head coach. I mean, this is all on me. So uh, the way I approach it and, and um, uh, demanding it, you know, it has to happen now and it's desperate and basically um, – my mindset, if you're going to go down, you better start swinging, you know, and and uh, in, in the meantime, uh, develop a, an identity. I've been talking about that for a while, about uh, what are we going to hang our hat on. And um, uh, those of you that know me for many years I've been coaching, it's it's uh, I've been aggressive, and this is not the type of uh, way that we play that, uh, that, uh, that uh, I think um, exemplifies uh, what I'm about, you know, and that's my fault. So... Uh, I've expressed my concerns to their coaches and to our staff and, and asked the players to just keep buying into our culture and buying into our team. And uh, we'll s- see if the results are any different this weekend. Kalani Satake speaking with the media yesterday following a 33-17 loss to East Carolina. To quote him, establish an identity through aggression and toughness. What exactly does that mean? We're not sure. And we'll find out on Saturday 
we think, against San Jose State. But that doesn't mean we can't talk this out with our Twitter question. And we have five hours of stuff to fill, so we have to fill it with something. Our Twitter question, what does an aggressive BYU football team look like? Use hashtag BYUSN. Oh, boy. At JLinahan9, Johnny Linahan. Like this, with a picture of him trying to do the Heisman. Yeah! <laughs> We're off to a rip-roaring start. Hey, I didn't play that. We're off to a uh, rip-roaring start there. What does it look Yeah, what does it look like? What does it look like? That's a pretty funny tweet from Johnny, actually, um, in the Heisman pose. Although, given the offensive performance, I'm not that amused. Um, Hopefully fans can do better than that, right? Yeah, and to set the stage, uh, let's give you a uh, really bad Saturday about the BYU offense. Go ahead. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Uh, BYU is 129th nationally with 16 rushes over 10 yards. To me, that's... Uh, somewhat explosive rush, right? 10-plus, you're getting first down in all likelihood. 16 rushes over one uh, over 10 yards. That's that's not good. So, obviously, the BYU offense has not been great. In fact, it's been about as bad as you can imagine. It can't get much worse. So, to me, being aggressive means... What does it look like? Taking more shots down the field. You know what it looks like? It looks like interceptions at times because that's the cost of business, okay? I would rather have BYU more aggressive than passive. Especially when you're one and seven. Like, what does BYU have to lose at this point? They're one and seven. This has been a memorable season for all the wrong reasons, okay? So why not push it down the field and see what happens? Earlier in the season, BYU was doing that. It did not work. Ty Detmer pulled back the throttle and decided that he didn't want to turn the ball over. Or at least that's what it looks like. But yesterday on Coordinator's Corner, Ty Demmer had this to say about how tight BYU will be on offense. We need to go in with the mentality we're going to go win the game and, uh, and maybe, you know, loosen it up a little bit uh, for a second down and, and not just, uh, you know, go in figuring we're going to be able to run the ball on whoever we're matched up against. So um, that, that's kind of mentality. We've still got to play smart, and we're not just going to throw caution to the wind. Yeah, Absolutely. But I want to see more runs of 10-plus, more passes of 10-plus. Let's just try. Like, the last two weeks, BYU hasn't even really tried to push it down the field. And Ty Detmer just illustrated that. Defensively, it means havoc. It means sacks. It means turnovers. It means tackles for loss. It also means chunk plays for the opposition because there's risk there. And if Troy Warner is out for the year, and it sounds like he's going to be out for a while, according to Kalani Satake, that means the more reckless substitute word, the more aggressive you are defensively in blitz the quarterback. Guess what? You're going to give up uh, a few big plays down the field. That's okay. You're going to leave point. cornerbacks on an island yes. if you blitz the house, but that's the risk you take. Yes. So that's what it looks like to me. Going back to what Kalani said, I wrote down a few things while I was re-listening to that. Number one, he said BYU has been too conservative. In a lot of areas, and that's not my style. Why has it taken eight games to be like, enough, right? It's, why is it taking so long? I don't know. Those are the hard questions to answer. Yeah. The why questions are the hardest to answer. Yeah. It has to happen now. It's desperate. Okay, a coach finally used that word, and I appreciate that. Because I thought it was desperate going into the East Carolina game. Excuse me, ECU for my ECU folks. I thought it was. I thought BYU was pretty desperate when they were one and three going into Logan. 
But they said, okay, still opportunity, opportunity. And I appreciate that mentality, but at some point you have to point at this and say, yeah, we're desperate. We are desperate for a win. He used it. BYU's 1-7. It's true. It's real. It's raw. It's emotion, and I like that. BYU desperate for a win. And then he said, if you're going down, you better start swinging. I feel like BYU's been swinging. But the thing now is, are you going to start swinging? Have they been swinging aggressively though? Have they no. been going for the knockout punch, the uppercut? No, knockout? It's been, no, it's, you're just trying to land. It's a been punch. jab, 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 body, jab, jab, jab. It was Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. Like BYU, None of those landed. We'll start to throw hard. some haymakers, yeah. and guess what? When you miss, you expend a lot of energy, and that can be detrimental. You leave yourself open. We've yeah. talked about that. But if you land one. Oh, man, that makes the team feel good. You know what's funny about all this? This is not the week to overextend yourself. San Jose State sinks equal to or worse than BYU. Feels like I've been saying this every week, and I will. But BYU apparently will be aggressive against San Jose State. That's fine. Listen, if BYU loses to San Jose State, that's another level even. Like, ECU's defense was bad. The offense was decent, though. San Jose State is just bad. They're just bad. BYU's bad, too, though. What does an aggressive BYU football team look like? Jeremy and I think it's going to be chucking the ball down the field, resulting in some more turnovers. Why? BYU blitz in the house, leaving themselves open to give up some big plays at times. But there will be a more exciting brand of football. And do the Cougars ever need that? Oh, my goodness. To everyone that wants BYU to blitz on every down, guess what? You're going to give up. You're going to give up some plays because you were uh, aggressive. You can't, you can't land. You can't just shoot half-court shots and expect to be a good basketball team. That's the, that's the a wrong mentality. You've got to pick your spots. When the head coach says we've been too conservative in a lot of areas, things are going to change. Yeah. Things are going to change. And this week, show me. Show me. it'll be San Jose State. That's what we hope for. Show us on the Enough field. Enough chatter. Let's do stuff. What does an aggressive BYU football team look like at FreezeCat435 says, I want Brady Papinga's attitude, Taysom Hill's heart, and Austin Collie's magic in a player. Easier said than done. Indeed. Coming up, Dave Rose is fired up. He'll tell us why and why he requested to come on the show. And the always aggressive Uncle B, Jerem, he's bringing it next. What he would say to the BYU football team after a 1-7 start. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Station simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Hashtag BYUSN. Tell us what you think an aggressive BYU football team looks like. After further review, we'll uh, discuss that idea as well coming up tonight at 7 Eastern time on BYU TV and the app as the guys... Preview ECU, preview SJSU. No one says that out loud, but they read it. San Jose State. St. Joseph's State. At Ames Flames tweets in, a team that hasn't given up, that keeps fighting. Thankfully, that's our boys. It can't be easy to keep going when you're 1-7. and seven. What do you all think an aggressive BYU football team looks like? Yeah, there comes a point where you're like, hey, the effort's good, but what if you just aren't good enough? That's where it's hard to swallow, right? Because these guys are working hard. I, I don't doubt that. I, I see it in most of the team, right? Like, 
hey, these guys are trying really hard, and it stinks that it's not turning out on the field. Jeremy, you brought up after further review. Our next guest is the star player of AFR, Blaine Fowler, and the analyst for BYU's San Jose State game on Saturday, live on BYU TV at 3 Eastern, 1 Mountain Time, national champion. Uncle B, welcome back to Studio B. Hey, Blaine. Have you ever said that to Brian Logan, the I'm I was, the star? I was going to say, uh, <laughs> Brian's listening. Because B-Lo, like, gonna hear about it. he thinks he's the star. <laughs> and, and, and mentally, he's just better if we let him think that he is. Because we got to keep confidence. You know, to keep his mojo, keep it going, you know, we have to continually tell him, dude, you're the star of the show. Be you the stay in this. Yeah, yeah, you're we the tell, star. We tell yeah, B-Lo, yeah. you got to be more aggressive. If, if we're going to win this thing, because right now we're undefeated, and we got to keep that streak going on, on AFR, we're undefeated. On Countdown to Kickoff, your, we're undefeated. Your picks aren't undefeated. Yeah, no. <laughs> but we tell Brian, you got to be aggressive. You have to be aggressive out there. You're the star of the show. So I hope he's not listening today, because if you kind of, you know, you could have just ruined our entire mojo on the show by <laughs> yeah, saying good, I yeah. was the star. Tonight's AFR is going to be amazing. I would, oh, God. I would watch it I'm, I'm very concerned right now. I'm going to have to start <laughs> pumping him up the minute I see him in a little bit. Aggre- hey, Brian, everything's cool, right? Yeah. Aggressive is the buzzword this week, and Kalani Satake established that yesterday during his uh, media conference. What does a, an aggressive BYU football team look like against San Jose State, Blaine? Well, we've seen a team the last few weeks that that has been – very conservative in terms of their game plan offensively. So limit snaps, try to run the football, establish the run. Don't don't put the offense in a high-risk situation where they can turn it over because turnovers were a problem early in the year. And they weren't forcing turnovers on the defensive side, and they were giving up turnovers that were really costly on the offensive side. So there's been this kind of close-to-the-vest mentality, hey, let's keep it close through three quarters. Well, that hasn't worked out. And so I think what Kalani's saying is, do you know what? Forget that stuff. We're one in seven. The kids got to start having fun again. We can't play close to the vest, especially on the offensive side. We need to start pushing the ball up the field. And you, and you know what? We may throw some interceptions pushing up the field, but we're going to tell the quarterbacks, let it fly. You know, if, if, if you get one-on-one, if the guy's on his hip, put the ball in a good spot. Throw it with confidence. If you throw an interception, you know, we're going to talk about what you did, but we're not going to be mad. And so they just have to play looser and more free. And so I think it's especially on the offensive side of the football. And then then defensively, they, they, they can be a little more aggressive. They can blitz a little more. Defensively, to me, all season long, it hasn't been um, that they're getting beat up typically, with the exception of a couple of teams physically. But, man, we still have assignment errors where, where guys are folding in, having a hard time uh, keeping the edge. And we're going to talk about that in AFR a little bit today. And so, to me, at some point, you have to say to those guys, if you don't do your job, you can sit right here. I'll play a player that's not as good as you that's disciplined. And so, I, I think that maybe some of that starts to take place here on the back stretch. BYU has thrown the most interceptions in the country with 14. So, it's this interesting idea, right, to be more aggressive, yet it hasn't really worked. And then, like you said, BYU went kind of passive the last two weeks. So, is San Jose State... We thought ECU would be the team to break out, right? Is San Jose State the team where the, the, it breaks out? The difference between San Jose State and, and ECU, and we talked about this last week, ECU had been miserable defensively. But they're pretty good offensively. We knew that going in. Like, they, they've moved the football. They have veteran quarterback. They that, have playmakers. And, and they have play, very good wide receivers. We talked about this last week. They had three guys that were 1,000-yard career receivers with over 100 catches. They had a fourth receiver that's really dynamic. So that was – but you figure, you know what? But they're so bad defensively that worst-case scenario, BYU gets in a scoring match with them because they should be able to move the ball at will. And their defense really rose to the occasion, and BYU played like they were scared. 
offensively. And so playing not to turn the ball right. over. And and ECU's good enough on the offensive side that with a little bit of momentum, they've got playmakers. They had they had some guys that made some phenomenal catches and they made some great throws. And so that was in them. That's that's what's scary. That's been a successful program with confidence. The difference between that program and where they're at and San Jose State is San Jose State's just not been very successful on either side of the ball. They, they've got a little bit of an identity crisis, maybe worse than BYU's identity crisis. They haven't been able to stop people, so they've not been good defensively. And then offensively, they've really, really struggled. And, and so, you know, a team that scores 16 points a game, a team that gives up 41 points a game. And so they haven't found their mojo on either side. I, although I will say in two of the last three games, they've thrown for over 300 yards. So, so I think they finally said in the last, yeah. last few games – we're just going to let it fly. Now, it hasn't translated into big scoring or big wins, but at least they're giving themselves an opportunity to try to get some big plays. And that's when, when they have moved the ball, it's been in big chunk plays. So so that's a long answer to your question. This is a very different team yeah. th- than East Carolina, a team that I think that, that, that ECU team thought they were pretty good offensively. And when they got rolling, that just built that confidence. I think this is a San Jose State team that comes in, and they're – they're not very sure that they're good on either side of the ball. And so and, and physically, BYU should, should be able to manhandle them. Uh, this is a team, if you want comparative scores, I know these always aren't good, but these are... We love transitive property, yeah, so, Blaine. So Utah State, 54-16 to 16 over this team. Utah manhandled this team. Um, so, so or Utah, U- Utah, 50, Utah 54-16, Utah State, 61-10. 60. Yeah, yeah. 61-10. So the two Utah schools that, that BYU physically matched up pretty well with this year. And, and, you know, we look at that Utah State game and go minus six in turnover margin. What in the world? Um, And then Utah was just a physical battle where they had the ball at the end of the game. Well, those two teams manhandled this football team. So, So BYU should be able to watch those films and play confidently, play with a little bit of swag swagger to them. How does that happen when you're one and seven? That's hard. Like, how do you do that? It's hard. It's really hard. It's hard to practice every day when you've been working hard. And I've been to practice every week of this season. And I can tell you this, you know, people go, they need to work harder. It isn't that. They're working like crazy. These kids are working like crazy. They don't like losing. In fact, I have very little patience for people on Twitter sitting behind a, a keyboard that don't aren't out there putting it out saying, hey, these kids, you know, what, what's wrong with these? The kids are working hard. Um, but there's a combination of hard work and execution that has to come. And there's been too many execution errors. And, and so, they, you know, I think Kalani's to this point where he's like, you know what? If, if guys aren't accountable, I'll play different guys. Even if they're not better physically, I will play different guys because we have got to have uh, execution that goes along with this hard work. Because you can work like crazy and not win if you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Now, if you're working really hard and you're where you're supposed to be, that's that's what transforms into wins. And so so I know that they've emphasized that a lot. I, I'm certain they'll work hard this week, but they've got to execute better. And San Jose State's probably a really good thing to have this week, right? Yes. And we thought ECU would be the good game for that week, but it wasn't. Well, here's the, I, I felt like if they could get out of ECU on the road, um, even if it was a scoring match and they come out with a win – that that would be a confidence builder. And then I thought this week was one off of that confidence where they could really go get a little bit of swagger back. Now they got to do it in one game. That's going to be hard because Fresno State is is very good this year. Brian Logan has weighed in. Yes, Brian Uh-oh. Logan tweet, tweets in from at Brian Logan 7 Not only am I listening, I'm watching the show. <laughs> Hi, Brian. 
Brian, just so you know, you are the star of it. I don't need their hype. I got DB swag. There's a bunch of emojis in there, like seven. <laughs> Straight face, unimpressed yes. emoji. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's the star. He's the star. Yeah. No hey, one said I, otherwise, out, right? If we're out in public, people run right by me and they go, hey, can we take a picture with you, below? They ask you to take the picture. Then they go, hey, Uncle B, could you take our picture? Yeah. I'd be like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> You're like, Uncle B, that means they must, uh, must yeah. BYU, a two-touchdown favorite against San Jose State. Where do you fall on that idea? I, th- I think that's about right. They're at home. San Jose State has struggled for an identity on both sides of the ball, as BYU has. So, it, so in the end, it becomes a physical matchup, and BYU should outmatch them physically. You know, th- this team doesn't have the team speed that, that ECU has. They, they don't have the offensive skill players that ECU has. Um, and so I, I think that's fair. I think that's a fair spread, especially at home. And I hope it's, I hope it's more than that. I hope BYU kind of gets on a roll because the thing they need the most for next week, well, the thing they need the most is they need to execute better consistently throughout the game. But then secondly, they need to have some confidence going into that game next week. Well, and Ty Detmer said we need to go into the game preparing like we're going to win the game. But again, how do you do that? Confidence is so fickle with young kids and collegiate athletes. How do you give them that? It's just, it's got, and people say, are they getting in their face? Well, at some point when you're getting in their face works when you're one and two getting in their face with, with, you know, a few exceptions, isn't the greatest thing to do when you're one in seven. You can only play that card so right. often. So, so you need to appeal to their sense of pride. I know that Klein's going to talk to these guys about, hey, this is we got to send these seniors out. And so you underclassmen, you owe a debt um, to these seniors to send them out on a win streak so they can have something positive to finish, finish their senior year on. And, and, and you've got to appeal to the pride of these players. Like, I don't care what your record is. You got to go out and want to win every game. And I think these players have that, but but they've got to focus on the little things to be able to do it. And BYU's regular season finale, should they not make a bowl game, is a bowl game. It's at Hawaii. It's gonna be okay. It was it was scheduled well over a holiday in Hawaii. Yeah. If you get to go to the ocean and there's a holiday associated with it, it's a bowl game. <laughs> it's like a bowl game. That's right. Playing great stuff. We look forward to Thanks, more uh, from one of the stars. Of after further review, Brian I'm, Logan. If, if they had Emmys, I would be like best guy in supporting, supporting analyst. role. Best supporting, best supporting actor. Analyst. Yeah, best supporting analyst. Because Brian Logan would be the best analyst <laughs> in a leading role. He, yeah, that's what yeah. he would be. Yeah, in a leading role. Exactly. We love us some Bilo. <laughs> I missed the Blaney's another day. What does an aggressive BYU football team look like? That is our Twitter question today at jgibbs19 tweets in. Switching up the play calls, going for deep shots, trick plays, and fake punts. No fake punts. Hashtag fourth and no more. No. Yeah, no fake, no, no fake punts. No fake punts. That's no borderline yellow. Borderline yellow. Come on. Hey, coming up, Lauren McLean goes between the lines with members of the BYU swim and dive team. Who can hold their breath the longest? And basketball season, believe it or not, upon us. BYU has a game this week against an old rival for charity. Yeah, baby. And Coach Dave Rose joins us to talk about what that's all about. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We're on demand anytime, anywhere you feel like conversing with us. And that's a great and terrible thing. Tonight at 8 Eastern time, you can watch BYU football's Kalani Satake uh, and guest uh, player guest Micah Simon, who's an interesting cat. Check that out tonight with Gregor Bell, hosting that 8 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. 
A refresh of today's BYUSN headlines begins with this. 1-7 BYU football, a two-touchdown favorite against 1-7 San Jose State. Why or why not? Is that a fair line? Blaine Fowler just discussed that with us. Download the podcast. Watch media availability following the Cougars practice today at 1 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV's Facebook Live page. Kalani Satake spoke with the media yesterday and had this aggressive message. Maybe I'm letting the game plan out, but we're going to be aggressive and we're going to we're going to give it everything we get we can and, and get the playmakers to make plays and. As coaches, we need to put them in that position. Satake also told the media yesterday both Francis Bernard and Marvin Hefo had asked for and were granted releases from BYU's team earlier this season to any school. The BYU at Fresno State football game time has been announced. Coverage between the Cougars and 5-2 and two Bulldogs starts at 10.45 Eastern on November 4th in Fresno, late Saturday night kickoff. BYU basketball Cougar tip-off is tomorrow. Your boys are on the call on BYUtv.org, the BYUtv app, and YouTube.com slash Sports. Dave Rose will join us in like 10 seconds to talk about it. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. And like you said, Jerem, Dave Rose is in Studio B with us now, the head coach back on BYU Sports Nation. It's been a long time. What was it, last Thursday? Three yeah, just, shows ago? This is good. You know, I've actually uh, I've seen you guys all over town in the grocery stores, on the Utah Valley Magazine, sure. you know, on the cover. I mean, you guys are like... Real dudes. I, I actually brought something, too, here for you. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. Remember how we talked about the, the, the picture? <laughs> yeah, so I, I, got a, I got a look from you like maybe I didn't have it. You know, like maybe I was telling the story. So I'm going to put this right here, okay, and we'll just – Make sure that we've got this as we as we talk we'll today. It, We're not featured enough in this you studio. Dust it, you okay. dusted it off and brought it, it in, Coach. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. But, but when I said I, it was in the top left-hand corner of the drawer, I knew it was there, and he looked at me like, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> We're building trust towards the BYU basketball Dave Rose show. Right, to, to November 28th. To maybe someday Instagram trust. I did, yeah. Hey, thank you. I didn't even bring it up. Yeah. I was going to avoid it. But All right, well, there you there. go. Yeah. So you have to watch the show, like, consistently to be able to know what we're talking about. But if Yes. If oh, we got the thing. diehards. They okay. know. Yes. I know. The blue goggles. They're, they're in on it. Yeah. Coach, very exciting time. Obviously, the Cougar tip-off uh, tomorrow. But then, uh, kind of late in the game, an exhibition with New Mexico gets set up in the pit. And all the proceeds go to help uh, the hurricane situation in Houston. Really cool. When did this start? Well, I, I think that uh, it started for me actually watching on TV, you know, in August when, you know, Houston was just getting hammered, uh, as much rain as probably they've ever seen. And uh, and there's areas that they're showing on TV where I grew up and spent time as a high school kid and uh, just flooded 8, 10, 12 feet underwater. My sister and my brother still live there, and so we're texting back and forth trying to see what their situation is. I've got teammates from Houston that live there. And uh, the two managers of our team that year, uh, the head manager and the assistant manager, are the guys that kind of keep the group together and all of our emails and things. And and our head manager actually was the only guy that was affected as far as water getting in their home. But, I mean, I wanted to do something then. And, and, you know, we're so far away and – I, I thought it would be cool to take my team down there and, and actually help. We looked into it through some of the uh, the church agencies and how it was going. It was just too hard to actually put together. So when the NCAA came up with this event, this idea that we could play another exhibition game, that was my initial thought is this is a way that we can help, um, you know, the, the people that have been affected. And so the 
you know, the the actual charity is the Hurricane Harvey Relief Fund set up by the mayor and a judge down there. And, and, and I, I watched the mayor, you know, during that time, and he's trying to, you know, put together all these, these different shelters where everyone's going to. And, and uh, we feel really good, both Coach Weir and I feel really good about where the money's going to go. And, and now, you know, we get to play a game, but we also get to help a lot of people. So it's a kind of a win-win situation for us. Uh, th- this is an awesome situation. Um, tell us a little bit more about the fund and kind of so if people go to the game, hopefully there's some kind of stream that people can watch. We'll see. But uh, if people go to the game, what, the, what happens with well, that? Well, I think they, they've got a big plan of, of actually raising money at the event, let alone the, the, the proceeds. Hopefully we can sell it out, 17,000 people at, a, uh, at 10 bucks a pop is a pretty good start. And then uh, there'll be events and different things at the arena uh, to try to – help raise money. Cougar fans can actually go online uh, and, uh, and donate uh, to the, and I think we've got a graphic here we'll show eventually, but um, it's, uh, it, it's just something I really believe that, you know, the, the media comes into these hurricanes and they, 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 you know, show them and, and everybody says, Oh my goodness, look how tough this is. And then they leave, but those people are still there with, you know, water in their home and furniture out in the front yard. And, uh, you know, my brother has shown me, uh, you know, a few uh, pictures of just what the streets look like. As everybody's got their furniture and wall boards and everything's cut right down to the level of the water that got oh. in their homes. And I mean, talking like somewhere like close to 200,000 homes were, you know, flooded. And that's a, it's a lot of people with a lot of problems and, and hopefully we can give them a little bit of help. And, and, and not only us, but a lot of other college basketball teams, I, I think there might end up being 50, 75, 100 of these exhibition charity games uh, to help different relief funds in Puerto Rico and Florida and the disasters in Northern California. Fantastic. And, uh, the, the shootings in, in Las Vegas. I actually talked to the, the guys in Vegas before we put this game together about maybe us playing and trying to help that uh, that situation. So um, it's, uh, it's a good thing for college basketball to be able to help, and, uh, and and hopefully it's it's something that we might be able to continue to do Cause, because it, it's been really successful. The Missouri-Kansas game the other night raised a million seven hundred fifty thousand. Wow, fantastic. Wow. fantastic. So that's, uh, you know, obviously money that will be well spent. Dave Rose, the head basketball coach at BYU, with us previewing BYU New Mexico, a game that is set up for charity to help those affected by Hurricane Harvey in Houston. You can donate online at ghcf.org slash hurricane-relief. Again, we'll put that graphic up on uh, the screen as we are talking with Coach Rose today. Coach, what can you benefit or how can you benefit from a game like this in terms of the basketball that's on the floor in in the pit against a really good uh, opponent, an old rival? Well, I think that... uh... The most important thing for us, when we realized that it was an opportunity for us, that uh, we wanted to go on the road and play because we have two exhibitions here at home. And so uh, we actually, Coach Lacombe and I, got on the phone and called uh, quite a few people. I was actually surprised a couple guys that didn't want to play that uh, uh, I thought, I mean, it's at their place. I thought it would be something. So you that, were like, we're going to go out on the road. That's what's going to happen. And uh, and Coach Lacombe actually was uh, we we picked about eight or nine nine schools, and he had New Mexico. And when he came back to me about an hour later and said, "Hey, these guys are really interested," I said, "Okay, let's go. Let's let's focus on this." I said, "There's a couple things 
that really intrigued me about this. Number one is it's an unbelievable home court advantage for them. Their, their fans are terrific. We played there for for years and uh, took really good teams in there and uh, and got beat. Took really you know average teams in there and won. I mean it's a it's an amazing feel when you get in there. But uh, so that that would be really good for our group to get them in front of you know, fans and, and play on the road with that experience and then have us try to execute and, and do all the things that you need to do to, to try to win a game. Uh, but the other thing I think that is really important for us is that, uh, you know, we get a chance to go out, be together. We really have like three groups of guys on this team. We got a returning guys from last year with about five of those guys. We got three brand new guys, two junior college guys, and then Ryland, the freshman uh, from high school, and then we've got these three return missionaries that played on teams with us before. And so, uh, I thought it would be good early to bring that group together, travel, get started, and uh, and face a you know a team that uh, is got a lot of excitement about them with a new coaching change, and uh, and plus you know we played the the national championship game there in 1983. Yeah. Uh, when I was with Houston and. I just felt that it all kind of felt right, and so we pursued it and actually got it done. Great stuff, Coach. Awesome. Uh, yeah, bravo to uh, you and everyone that's uh, gone in to set up this thing. Very cool. We're, we're excited. I think the next three days will will play out too. Hopefully the, the, it'll sell out, and then from there we can maybe take it to another level to see what we can do. But uh, I know that they're working really hard and and uh, looking forward to, to getting down there and playing the game. Uh, Cougar tip-off tomorrow night as well. Streaming live on uh, BYUTV. Yeah, the tip, the tip off tomorrow will be a little bit interesting. We're still trying. We just had a staff meeting this morning, trying to figure out exactly how we're going to uh, put the teams together. You know, we change that around almost every year, and and uh, th- this year, um, you know, we got Ryan Andrus that's out, and so we're guys short. Uh, probably pr- try to put two seven t- t- member teams together and. And play this thing and make it as competitive as we possibly can. Do you need Spencer to play? <laughs> Throw me in, coach. Yeah, well, I got his pitcher. I think that might, <laughs> <laughs> might be good. <laughs> he's, he's a defensive stopper. Just yes, so yes. Know. Shoot yeah. the three, play the D. Let's yeah. go. Uh, just uh, for your record keeping, we are how many days away to an actual BYU basketball game? Hit it! Countdown to the Delta Devils. 18 days. 18 days. We count down to the regular season. Counting so down to the Delta stoked. Devils. The Delta Devils, home of Jerry Rice. Oh, so, my. That's, yeah. a, that's a lot like Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> yeah. 18 days. BYU's you know? one and seven. We've got to count down. They'll get a win this week. They, yes, they, they will. The guys are. Uh, yes, they will. They need to be rewarded for all their work. And, and it's amazing. They get a turn and get a win. The momentum that can, that can carry for the rest of the year. Yes. That's all they need to do. So Confidence yeah. is a yeah. real thing. Yeah. Oh, Two basketball man. games and a football game this week and a top 20 volleyball match. It's, it's a good week. It's a good, good week. week. Thanks, Coach. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. What does an aggressive BYU football team look like? Yeah, <laughs> He leaves it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag BYUSN to join us. Coming up, what former BYU Cougars are on NBA G League training camp rosters? There are three. Okay. And next, Lauren McLean is here in Studio B to hype it up. Diving in with Between the Lines next. Or is it swimming in? I can't remember. Oh, dancing in? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. To my left, 
Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. We are live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. We call it BYU Sports Nation. Our daily rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV beginning at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Zero minutes, zero seconds, and zero frames. Yes, thank you for the frames. Uh, The Cougar tip-off is tomorrow. Your first look at the 2017-18 BYU men's basketball team. Tomorrow night, 9 Eastern time. Watch it on the BYU TV app, BYUtv.org, and the BYU TV Sports YouTube channel, also on BYU Radio. By the way, doors open two hours before that for a fan fest. So if you want to show up two hours before that and hang out and uh, participate, you're more than welcome to do so. We just spoke with the head coach, Dave Rose, uh, piecing together two seven-man teams. Jaron put out a play for me to get in on that action. Apparently they don't need a uh, (laughs) tremendous defender. In his 30s. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, they need kids in their 20s. Uh, amen to that. What does an aggressive BYU football team look like? That is our Twitter topic today at Laser Sheep Tweets in. I'd say fake punts are aggressive. That's our second fake punt reference. Come on. And he said, I'm not saying what you think. I think Come going on. for it on fourth down more often trick plays. So don't punt at all. Just go for it. Onside kick every time. Don't ever punt. This isn't Madden. This is real life. <laughs> hey, just think about it, right? There are high school coaches succeeding with that methodology. A high school coach, right? Are there multiple? I, I don't know. One. I need to get into my high school football research. Yeah. Hey, a couple of names that you may not know within BYU Athletics, but you probably should know, are BYU Swim and Dive team members Kelly Hatanaka and diver Nathan Gonzalez. Often seen at the top of the leaderboard. So, yes, you should know them. But we wanted to get to know them a little bit outside of their element, the pool. So let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. And since their own pool is being renovated right now, we decided to bring in a pool of our own here to Studio B to make them feel a little more at home. We played some games and we found out some interesting facts about these two. And in the spirit of Halloween, we killed the lights. This is Lunch with Lauren. Welcome to Lunch with Lauren. I am Lauren McLean and we are here with Kelly Hatanaka and Nathan Gonzalez from the Swim and Dive Team Swimmer Diver. We're going to start with Kelly. What's your favorite food to eat? Sushi. I love Japanese and Asian food. What about you, Nathan? I really like lasagna. Maybe spaghetti comes in a close second. Every Sunday, my family has spaghetti dinners. So every Sunday, the past 20 years of my life, spaghetti. Guys, I got the closest thing to your favorites. I got a half turkey Swiss on wheat. And to make it even, I got the same for you. Yes. Okay, we're going to start off by getting to know you guys, okay? If the backstroke and the breaststroke were eligible bachelors, which one would you date? Probably the backstroke. How many times, Nathan, have you belly flopped? I belly flopped yesterday, actually. I was trying to do a front three and a half. Uh, It's been a while since I've done it, and so I just came out. (laughs) Flat on my stomach. Do you have any nicknames on the team? Um, Yes. Kelly. Kelly. People would always just add the A after the two L's and just say, Kelly. How do you feel about K-Hat or Naka from another muck? (laughs) (laughs) I like that one. So you're in Lake Powell with your friends. Yeah, yeah. And you wanted to impress them with your diving skills. Would you jump off an 80-foot cliff? Maybe I'd do it, but I'd have to see it first. I'd have to make sure there's no rocks or sharks or anything that would kill me. So what we're going to do in this pool that we so kindly brought for you, we're going to have you 
one by one, pull out one of these things and you have to say the first thing that comes to your head, okay? Fear, inwards. That probably doesn't make any sense to you. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Um, in diving, you do a front flip towards the board. So you stand on the back of it and, and you try to flip forwards with your face hit towards it. Wow. And I'm really scared of those, but that's, that's my fear. Okay, music, pop music, like whatever's out, I always listen to. And I also like um, some country, alternative. You just seem like a very pleasant person. <laughs> like you probably get along with everybody. Swimmers are known for being able to hold their breath for a really long time. She so holds her breath right longer than you do because you're a diver. Yeah. But yeah. we're going to put you guys at the test anyway, okay? Three, two, one, go. What? One minute. Okay. One minute. Yeah. Oh, man, that's amazing. That like hurts my lungs, even watching you guys. <laughs> per the tradition of Lunch with Lauren is you need to rate your experience um, on a scale of one to 10. I'd say a 10. I don't have any reason not to give you a 10, so I'll, I'll give the show a 10, uh, but it's a, it's a really close 10. Three, four, five, Dad dive and swim. swim. That was incredibly impressive because I could hold my breath for probably about 10 seconds. What about you guys? Um, I don't know. Maybe we should find out on the air or not. Yes, hold your breath. I, for well, a I did really the 26 second goal the one time, so there's that. And that was exhaling. You the so what? At least 26 oh, wow. seconds. Wow, so Jerem's got 26 a, seconds. I feel, like, I feel like I could do full, somewhere between 40 to 60. 40 to 60 seconds? Without passing out? Yeah, I'm not going to do it, though. It's right? a, that's a really long time. Though. I know. I know. What do you think about it? When you're just sitting there like I was just sitting there. Uh, no, like, a minute is wild. I could have eaten a meal by now. Yeah, you could have eaten the lunch. <laughs> I could have eaten their lunch. Lunch with Lauren, you they could were have eaten the breath. lunch. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. they were super fun. That's they were impressive. way fun to get to know. And uh, complete opposites of each other, which made it fun too. So next week, guys, we are doing a Halloween special with the Cougarettes and Cosmo. And we're going to have a dance battle that you're definitely not going to want to miss. Oh, Follow us on Twitter. Lauren, you get to live out a dream. BTL. I know. Finally. I know, for real. The purpose of this segment I was like, is finally ah! playing out. Whoa, like what was that? <laughs> I probably. Can you check the glass on that door? Oh, Did it just break? It's like. The cougarettes walked in, and I was like, oh, my god!" Can we replay that later? That was unbelievable. <laughs> Unicorn scream. Wow. <laughs> anyway, that's the only thing that accurately portrays how I felt inside that, when the cougarettes that's came a in. That was drop. authentic to the that's bone, a, man. That's a new drop. That's the screaming that banshee was, at St. Mary's. Were you St. Mary's two years ago <laughs> won the world? Wow. No, Great stuff, Lauren. Great stuff. Thanks, guys. Coming up, how can you watch the <laughs> cougar tip-off tomorrow? I can't think of anything but that scream. Kick time and ask for BYU Fresno State. What was that? <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Big thanks to today's guests, Lauren Franken McLean, Dave Rose, and Bubba Blaine Fowler. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. I mean, for the unicorn scream alone, you should download the podcast. That was amazing. Coming up later if you missed it. Uh, coming up this week, Greg Rebell, Brian Billick, and Dennis Pitta. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Joey football plays San Jose State live on BYU TV Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Watch media availability today, 110 Eastern Time, on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. That's in 15 minutes. BYU at Fresno State has been announced. 
with a kickoff time. Game coverage begins at 10.45 Eastern, 7.45 Pacific in Fresno on Saturday, November 4th. Men's basketball. Cougar tip-off is tomorrow. The game will air live on the BYTV app, BYTV.org, and YouTube.com slash Sports. We are on the call. Also, three former BYU hoopsters are on NBA G League rosters. Tyler Haas with the Delaware 87ers. Kyle Collinsworth returns to the Texas Legends. And LJ Rose with the Salt Lake City Stars. Volleyball. Women's team still ranked eighth in the latest ABCA coaches poll. The Cougars will host 18th ranked San Diego. Huge match Friday night, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Uh, how about it goes to Lauren for that scream? That was fun. Oh, you want to give Lauren McLean yeah. the... Yeah, I do. That was unbelievable. I also want to give it to Dave Rose on a serious note uh, for the efforts to try and raise money for Hurricane Harvey relief. That is awesome. It's also a quality game. But that's besides the point, uh, to raise the funds. And BYU, he told us, BYU said, we're going to go out on the road and we're going to try and do this. We're going to try and raise money. He even looked into playing in Vegas. For the Vegas victims from the shooting. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, great humanitarian effort. He's from Houston. That hit a personal note. Yeah, and he brought up the point that he played in the national championship game in the pit in 1983 with Houston. Shout out to the snake. Yeah, all types. And a snake. Of uh, cool ties right there. What does an aggressive BYU football team look like? That is our Twitter question today at 86WICoog says, I have tempered my expectations so much. All I want is a couple of sacks. Defense holds San Jose State to less than 40% on third down conversions and BYU to score 21 plus. Go to your grocery store. Uh, hopefully, BYU will provide some Saturday, though. Our elite tweet of the day from at JSJ35. <laughs> Not quite Miami Bowl, Miami Beach Bowl aggressive, okay. but more like Rancheritos on Halloween aggressive. Okay, excellent. Conversation continues 24 7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Shows on demand on BYUSN.com. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. There's only one way to end this show. Shout out to Lauren McLean for this. I know, for real. The purpose of this segment I was like, is finally ah! playing out. Whoa, like, what was that? I probably- can you check the glass on that door? Did it just break?